Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. a fun one we have no idea what's gonna happen we do not (laughs) this is a special episode i hinted at it on comic talking oh god yep so we're (laughs) off to a flying start (laughs) how do you get drunk um i hinted at it on talking comics the show i just named backwards (laughs) i was just trying to be zatanna and like cast a spell (laughs) exactly exactly And yes, I know she'd say the whole word backwards. Don't get on my case, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trademark thing, okay? I can't do that. Yeah, it's a trademark. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) um, So we are doing a recap of my recent trip to the American Library Association. Woo! But we're books, 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 I don't know. I didn't count them. I meant to, but it look, it's like 70, like 70 books probably. Give or take, yeah. Give or take. Uh, that I did not buy <laughs> before everyone's freaking out. They were they were free review copies. And then you might go, are you going to review 70 books? Shh, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, they will most likely, almost at least all of them, or most of them, get a shout out tonight because we have segments. <laughs> Woo! Segments. <laughs> We have never done a show that didn't have a segment. So this it's one true. is just chock-a-block full of segments. <laughs> Which is great because I will find out when you do. Yes, because <laughs> as is my want, I told Bronwyn nothing about what is going to happen. Not a damn thing. And I'm totally along for the ride. <laughs> and I'm not even sure any of it's going to work, but we'll find out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, listener, are along for the ride too, because now you're our hostage. <laughs> Welcome to Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) That might be the name of the episode. (laughs) Ooh, we got it early. (laughs) I I know, but you never know. Something even wilder might happen That is very, very true. Yeah, that's true. That's a true story. What are you drinking today, Bronwyn? I am drinking a lovely Pinot Grigio from East Dallas States on the VQA list, which, um, yeah, for people who don't know, Ontario Wines is a vintage um measurement this sounds extraordinarily fancy do you have ice in it we're not going to talk about that look the ice is for my headache okay the wine just... is for my mental state the ice is for my headache i liked that it was like went from fancy to oh it also it does have ice cubes oh yeah in. fully fully put ice cubes in it that uh... is if you wanted to define the energy of our show ice cubes and fancy wine is probably exactly it I mean, so no, that's the title of our episode then. You're right. You're right. We're just, you know, bangers all night long. All night long. So shockingly for the first time ever, I don't have an alcoholic beverage because I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) 
I really thought there was going to be more to that story. Uh-huh. I, I was, I went by, I went by the liquor store yesterday and it was closed shockingly early. And I was like, I'll get it on my way home tonight before the show. I did it. So I didn't. <laughs> and I don't have any because I drank it all. Oh no. But I do have a limoncello LaCroix. So, you know, I'm fancy too. Yep. <laughs> You very much are. Uh, so all of this is just natural personality tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> you will slowly discover nothing changes. <laughs> Not a damn thing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. So I guess I should tell people what ALA is. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's do a little intro. Okay. Okay. So ALA is the American Library Association, aka the best possible people to go to a convention with. <laughs> um, you know how librarians are basically either Mr. Rogers or Miss Frizzle? <laughs> and like the sexiest versions of all of these yes, people. Yes. Young, hot, sexy Miss Frizzle and Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And that was who I was surrounded by for a weekend. Like it was a bubble of warmth and love and people who really just wanted to help you. Like you, I would talk out loud because I'm, a, I'm, I'm my Cooper chaos energy. I just do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know where to go next. And then they would just appear um, like five librarians going, you don't know where to go. I can help you find it. Are you lost? Are you confused? You look like you need water. Do you have water? <laughs> <laughs> do you need an index card? Cause I'm yeah. sure I've got a card catalog somewhere. Right. <laughs> Right? Exactly. They were the best. Um, I was also informed by somebody that uh, I that I have been dressing like a librarian my whole life and I finally found my people. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's not untrue. It's it's only really just occurred to me that I was just like everyone here dresses like me. And then it occurred to me that I'm just being the librarian that I loved as a child. Yeah. You know, we all like mimic the adults that mean so much to us. Apparently mine were just librarians. So I look like all of them. It was really funny because we were trying to find our way to the convention center at one point. Um, and my friend who was with me was like, Where, which way do we go? And I was like, oh, here's an idea. Follow all of the brightly colored hair and long skirts. <laughs> Getcha. You nailed it. We're going the same place. And we were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> foolproof see you dress like a combination of sexy librarian and batman so you're bringing your world's greatest detective energy to the chic librarian look that's what it is that's mm-hmm. what it is um it was delightful it was it was so polite and everybody's like so conscientious like you you would accidentally cut a line because it was crowded or whatever and they'd be like oh just stay honey it's fine oh like, I so one time I ran into somebody and they apologized to me. I was like, no, take up space. <laughs> so I would have thought you were in Canada. I, <laughs> librarians are secretly all Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> like I've definitely done that. Yeah. I've done that to the I, wall. I know. Yeah. I know this. I've seen it happen yeah. before. Yeah. 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 That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> We always have this conversation because I always tell you not to apologize for things that are not your fault unless you're Canadian apologizing because I would never take that from you. Yes, which I appreciate. (laughs) Yes, but not no real apologizing. It is part of my cultural identity, though. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's it's good time. So it was just so fun and so loving. Like, I love going to cons and 
conventions can be really wonderful, but they are not like universally wonderful, especially comics conventions can have some real assholes in them. Mm -hmm. You don't run into assholes at a librarian convention. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one or two that are a little cranky, but they're still sweet underneath it. Everyone else is just an angel. Oh my God. I need to get to a librarian. You need to just come with me next time. I think the next one's going to be in Chicago, which is slightly closer to Canada. It's true. (laughs) I could take the train. Yeah. (laughs) That's not that bad. You should come with. So I went with uh, Gotham Outsiders co-host TJ, who is the actual librarian in case people were like, Hey, why the hell were you there? Yeah. Right. (laughs) I was invited. I was a plus one of a librarian. So we went with our friends um, and for people who listen to go our friend Deborah, who has been on a couple of episodes of that show was there as well as a couple other librarians. Um, and one of my, well, actually two of my undergrad besties came along as well. Oh, that's so cool. I know one of them um, is just like my sister, like literally my mom always says, oh, you're going to see her. Please say hi. Tell her I miss her. <laughs> When I moved, I moved first. Now she lives in New York now. So we're both moved away from home. But when I moved first, she legitimately was like, can I just go hang out with your mom, even though you're not there? And I was like, yeah, she'd probably love it. Obviously. Yeah. was really lovely and Aww. then I got to spend the weekend with uh somebody you may know Jadzia Axelrod <gasps> yeah I literally spent galaxy's all... coolest star <laughs> I know I spent all weekend with her we've all, we've been internet friends for a while but this is our first time meeting in person and we spent all weekend together and then recorded two go episodes back to back on Monday Tuesday so I've literally talked to her five days in a row <laughs> amazing I know we were just joking today that we're going to have like withdrawal. (laughs) I was going to say, seriously. (laughs) Oh, and listeners, she is so much cooler in real life, even than her amazingly cool self online. Oh my God. That's awesome. I love that. That's awesome. I know. I saw the pictures. I was so jelly. Yeah. I have about a thousand stories to tell you. Jadzia time may just be its own segment on the show tonight. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Did, so that's my like su- summary of what it was do you have any like questions about it before we jump into some seggies well I think we should probably talk a little bit about um meeting the shazam in the room oh yeah what me did I meet shazam <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um chuck himself chuck so I, so TJ is an amazing planner. I know, nope, chaos energy does not plan. Um, so he created an entire color coded spreadsheet of what we were going to do. I I know, I know you're falling in love with him as we speak. (laughs) Panties hitting the floor. (laughs) I just (laughs) teach it. But, um, I think he's gay and too young for me. (laughs) I get very easily overwhelmed by too much information. Mm -hmm. So I looked at it, realized he had a plan and did not read it. (laughs) That seems like solid planning on your part, actually. Right. I was like, I don't want to be overwhelmed. I just want to have fun. And TJ will tell me where to go. (laughs) Um, So I didn't know Zachary Levi was going to be there. Just 
And then I thought, like, yeah, like, okay, sometimes these bigger, like, stars who write movies or write um, books will be at these cons, but then they're really impossible to see. Like, R.L. Stein has been at every ALA I've been at, and I've yet to succeed at meeting him. Um, because every time I jump in the line, they cut the line right after. Oh, <laughs> no. So I've never met him. Um, and I was a Goosebumps kid, so I would love to meet him one day. You should talk to Steve about that. He interviewed him. Oh my God. He seems really sweet. He seems like a good dude. And he has managed to be in the writer world this long without doing anything problematic. So, you know, he has to be pretty good. We would have figured it out by now. Right. Right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, so that's cool. But I was like, I don't know if I'll actually get to meet him, but he's actually here. And then we were, we're planning it. And TJ was like, we got to get there this early and what, what, blah, blah, blah. And we still weren't that early, but we ended up being like fifth in line. And we were sitting there like, Oh my gosh, we're definitely going to meet him. Uh huh. And then he comes walking. This man is so fucking tall. Yeah, he's real tall. <laughs> I mean, like I knew that, but like, you don't know, know that <laughs> until he literally towers over this entire field of, of tiny librarians. <laughs> <laughs> not a f- tall profession i don't Apparently know why no. very few tall people are librarians i don't no explanation for this there were some but very few and zachary levi was taller than all of them <laughs> oh my god zach levi and the lilliputians <laughs> he was so charming and gorgeous and he was wearing i mean i think it was coincidental but it looked like he was wearing a wesley crusher jacket oh my god <laughs> it had this like the star trek colors and everything and i was like I can't tell. Um, so then I, I was that day decked out to meet Jadzia specifically. I was wearing my full Gotham Outsiders costume, which is the Bat logo headband, shirt, and like mini skirt that you have all probably seen on my, my Twitter at this point. Um, I come walking up Zachary Levi and he looks up and he goes, Oh my god, it's Bat Girl! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. He gave me a hug and took a picture with me. And I told him, I love Chuck in this like really breathy voice. And he said, I had good taste. Ah, excellent. <laughs> that was it. Cause it was very fast, but I was just like, oh my God, he complimented me and gave me a hug. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. I love and, that. Uh, yeah. And I got his book signed and it looks really cute. It's about being kind to people. And I think we could use some more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good thing to be putting into the world. I, I support I that decision. I agree. I agree. And I would listen to anything he says anyway. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So I met Shazam. <laughs> that's really cool. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I'm unwell. <laughs> you met somebody else that I kind of fangirl over. <laughs> yes. I may have sought her out for the intention of you. <laughs> yeah so uh as king was there (laughs) um i have never read as king but i totally will she's a gem oh my god and oh just ridiculously gifted that is oh my god you pick a book that sounds good to you i will have already read it and we will discuss it because that's the thing that's happening okay let's do it we'll have an episode about as king for sure for sure damn (laughs) <laughs> that's all I have to say. 
<laughs> yes. And I, you know, I, I, when I did glance at TJ's list, I saw that name on it and I was like, gotta go meet her for Bronwyn <laughs> like that. I, I very little else was like very intentional again, as I said, but that one, I was like, I will not miss meeting AS King for Bronwyn. So I get up there to meet her. And again, I've not read anything. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, I am here for one mission and one mission only. And it's to get a book signed by Bronwyn, <laughs> for Bronwyn. And she's like, Bronwyn, I know her. <laughs> Yay. Like, she's wonderful. And I'm like, I know, isn't she? <laughs> and then I was like, would you send her a Snapchat message? And of course she did. And it was beautiful. Yeah, she's incredible. I have had the pleasure of interviewing her before and it, oh my God, just, she is incredible to speak to. Yes. She's, she's just, she's brilliant and she's so gifted as a writer yeah. and she does slam poetry and it's brilliant and she's so uh, passionate about what she does and she, I would love to just sit back and listen to the two of you talk because you have a lot in common in terms of interests and um she talks a lot about kind of um validating the voices Mm. of teenagers yes and the mental health and the importance of mental health especially in teenagers when that's so tough and it she writes from that perspective incredibly well because she writes people yeah you know, not characters, not caricatures. Yeah. And just she's incredibly gifted at writing uh, stories that are very convoluted and then always come together at the end. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, I didn't see all of that coming together. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. She's written it. some incredibly brilliant stuff. Yeah. Um, and just joy to speak to. Yeah. Well, since we've landed in author corner, do you want to hear who else I met before we do the game? Okay. Let's do it. So this is the, we are running on the seat of our pants listeners because that's the way we like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We make a plan and we toss it out. Yes. Three rules. Make the plan, uh, execute the plan, realize the plan has gone wrong, throw away the plan. (laughs) Exactly. And yes, yes. Three rules. We, yes. Yes. You heard me. It was Captain Cold. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I love him. Wentworth Miller, my gay king. All right. I love him so much. So much. It was unfair that we didn't get more of him. <laughs> Except that it was because he didn't want to, which is yeah. fair for him. But yes. I'm sad. I will forever be sad. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I met like, like 20 authors. Or nice. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was really rad. Um, so I'm looking at my list here. Uh, so I met, um, actually, let me just start with this one. Okay. I, I met for the m- manyth time. <laughs> a, and I told this story already on uh, Talking Comics proper, but I want to tell it again because it's the sweetest thing. And Bronwyn, you need to hear it. Yes. So if you didn't listen to Talking Comics, you're going to hear it again and possibly with more details. So well, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, well, I meant listener. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I meant the listener, but I, yes. <laughs> so um, when my when my niece, who I've told many stories about to Bronwyn, was little, she didn't like to read very much. Um, it was just not really her thing. And obviously 
me being me, I was like, I know how to fix this. Mm -hmm. And I started getting her to read comics and she became deeply obsessed. Uh, And one of the ones that we read together was one I got out of the library and I'd never heard of it. And it was by an author I'd never heard of, but it was called Pix. It was about this little superhero girl who had like a pixie persona and she had regular like middle school, high school drama, but also it was this beautiful narrative about being yourself. And it was really, really powerful. And my niece like latched onto it hard. And so then as kind of a reward for like her reading so much and like getting into all this stuff, I took her to Comic-Con, my local Comic-Con. I know. And now she goes with me every year. Um, But, you know, she was like 13. I love that. Maybe, maybe 12 the first time we went. Very young. And she dressed up as Squirrel Girl. Yes. (laughs) It was my Squirrel Girl cosplay modified to fit her. (laughs) But, uh, and she looked so much better at it, which was unfair. (laughs) Deeply unprofessional, (laughs) unprofessional behavior. Um, But so, so we're going through Comic-Con, we we pull up to the convention center and she goes, my people. (laughs) Oh, I love that first experience. And the first uh, person she sees as we go to Artist Alley, she sees this poster of pics and she's like, oh my God. And, you know, we go running over there and it's the author and his name is Greg uh, Schnegel. I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm so sorry, Greg. I've actually never heard you say it out loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so he is, gets so excited that she's heard of his book because most of the, he's a pretty small author. And most of the time he like has to pitch it to people, but she'd mm-hmm. already read it. And so they're just talking away and he's asking her what her favorite movies are. They're just like having this whole back and forth. And it was so cute. And she got a picture with him. And then he drew a little picture in the front of her pics volume. Oh. And then he's been there every year for Comic-Con. So we get back the next year and he remembers her and he remembers her every year. But then obviously COVID happened. And so several years have passed since we went to Comic-Con. And I go to ALA and I see his booth there and I go running up and I was like, oh my God, it's been years. You probably do not remember me. And he sees, takes one look at me and goes, you're a squirrel girl's aunt. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) I was like, I am. And I was like, she's 16 now. And he's like, no, that's not fair. And it was adorable. And I was like, you know, would, would make her day. Like, obviously she can't be here with me today, but if you would record a message and send it to her, oh my God. Oh my <laughs> so God. He did. And he recorded this message and he was like, you know, I just want you to know I've never forgotten you and I can't wait till we can see each other at Comic-Con again. And I'm sending something home for her, you for with your aunts. And I just want you to know that I think you're the coolest. <laughs> oh, and uh, I was crying and he was crying and she got the message and she was crying oh my god (laughs) it was the best (laughs) oh so everyone needs to go read pics because Greg is an amazing human and the comic is amazing but you should just read it for him too because he rocks that is incredible oh my god all right okay well we're just starting right off there are we yeah okay yeah Yeah, I just thought I would get the big gums out of the way right (laughs) away right away oh my god (sighs) okay um uh, (laughs) I'm just even trying to decide where to go from there it was exciting because uh we got to meet TJ and I got to meet Greg Lockhart who we'd interviewed for um 
go specifically because he wrote one of the pride stories and we got to actually meet him because when oh, we interviewed amazing. him he's like i'm gonna be in la and we're like we're gonna be in la so we got to go see him uh he has a glorious like 70s porn stash uh which we know because it's true it is uh we know because we interviewed him <laughs> but he had a mask on when we got there so the first thing tj says is like do you still have the porn stash under there <laughs> yeah amazing <laughs> It, it, it took a lot of convincing to not let TJ ask him to see it or touch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so he was lovely and he was there promoting a comic. Oh, I'm so sorry, Greg. I'm not going to remember what it's called because I don't have it. He didn't have any copies of it yet because it hasn't been published, but it was a gay um a, a gay murder mystery and it Ooh. looked amazing so i'm gonna definitely check that out and i'll shout it out on the show again when it comes out but it looked really good oh i'm looking again i'm looking at this i met so many people yeah <laughs> um so obviously i've already said i hung out with jadzia so she introduced me to two of her friends who were there uh kyle lukoff who was there signing three different books at three different times. And I did go through each signing line and got all three books. Nice. Um, so then I just decided I would, so he, he would remember that we'd already met. I just decided to do the same bad joke all three times. <laughs> the second time he clearly thought it was funny. And on the third time he was like, are we still doing this? And I was like three times comedy. And he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, and here I thought three times was a charm. <laughs> I thought it would work. But no, he had these like really rad um, tattoos. So, and they were apparently fr- tattoos from his one book. And so, I, you know, I complimented it the first time. The second time I was like, wow, great tattoos again. And he was like, well, they haven't changed f- since like a half an hour ago. And then when I did it a third time, he was like, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, it was funny. <laughs> You know you want to laugh. Oh, come you on, know you now. Do. <laughs> come on, bud. And he was very, very adorable. This like tiny, sweet gay man. Oh, by the way, like ninety nine percent of the books I'm going to talk about are gay. Obviously, <laughs> Just, obviously, it was such a queer convention. <laughs> I love that so much. I know. It was delightful. Librarians also a disproportionately gay bunch, <laughs> as we all should aspire, right? Ah. Oh. But yeah, okay, I'll go through some of these quickly because I'm like, oh God, I can't tell a story for every person. <laughs> um, uh, so I met Kayla not, uh, Cottingham, who is who wrote the sapphic horror book, uh, My Dearest Darkest, that is about to come out this year. Ooh. I know, I'm very excited about that. I met Elliot Schaefer, who wrote the queer sci-fi horror book called The Darkness Outside Us. Ooh. He was very sweet and adorable. I liked him a lot. Um, I met Erica Witzel. Don't worry, you don't have to write these down. I will send you the list. Okay. I see, I see you frantically writing. <laughs> I am, okay. <laughs> I know. I, I can just take a picture of it. All right, please do. <laughs> um, Erica Witzel, she wrote a kind of like I think it was somewhat autobiographical if I understood her correctly though we only talked for a couple of minutes to be fair but she was adorable and kind of the woman I aspire to be a non-binary version of when I grow up nice (laughs) I know I loved her and she wrote a book called give and it was about being bisexual and like family drama and stuff like that honestly it sounded like very complicated but you know she had said bisexual and I was like sign me up right Uh, Uh, I met Victor Manabo, who wrote the book Sleepless, which I probably will not be reading anytime soon, but I was still excited about, but it was about a pandemic. And I was like, Victor, 
why yeah uh, <laughs> you gotta come for us quite that hard it was also a <laughs> pandemic that induces insomnia and i was like a pandemic and insomnia victor Ooh, rough, i i man i rough. don't think this is gonna be a thing like i mean I just, it, it sounds like I'm something I'm i want sure to read great. but something i definitely shouldn't read i i'm sure it is like to be clear listener i i really do want to read it but as brown went saying will i manage it i don't know <laughs> I did read Station Eleven at the beginning of the pandemic, so there's some kind of like glutton for punishment inside of me. <laughs> Who could say? Who could say? Exactly. Um, I, I met Ramona Emerson, who wrote the book Shutter, and it was her. Oh, okay. It was her very first book signing. Um, so that was very. I always love meeting authors very early in their career. It's so fun. And I was like maybe the second person whose book she'd ever signed, which was very exciting. Um, but she was this gorgeous indigenous woman who used to work as a forensic photographer. <gasps> I know. And she used what she learned in forensic photography to write an indigenous American uh, murder mystery about a forensic photographer called Shutter. Yes. I know. Right. I, I know. need it immediately. I know. I'm so excited. Um, so I'm all about that. <laughs> It sounds really good and very intimidating, but I was like, uh, I was asking her, I was like, was it really interesting being a forensic photographer? And she goes, no, it was mostly boring. <laughs> I mean, true. I like, Most things that sound super I know, cool. Right? <laughs> I was like, that's kind of just science, isn't it? Where you're like, this is super cool, but also a whole lot of boring patches in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. There's a lot of paperwork between the cool colors. God, and there's explosions. so much paperwork. Mm-hmm. My God. That's true in therapy too. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and teaching and research. So much paperwork. Yeah. But she was really cool. And it was very exciting that she was like, I don't know, just this was one of her first places she'd ever signed. So that was pretty rad. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I was super excited because I got to meet Ibi uh, uh, Zaboy, who wrote one of my favorite books, which is a Pride and Prejudice retelling set in Harlem, in modern day Harlem. And it was called Pride. Um, So she was there signing a new book she had called Star Child. Uh, but I had to go up and just be like, pride is one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, she's so great. She was beautiful too. I was just staring at her like <laughs> pretty. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I'm almost done. I swear. <laughs> I just met so many people. Um, I met Tay Keller who wrote when you trap a tiger, which I have no frame of reference for, but my friends were telling me I would be obsessed with. So I got that one. Awesome. Um, uh, God, da, da, da. <laughs> sorry. I'm like, what else did I get? Um, I met Phil Kemper, who is a queer writer that's kind of blowing up right now. He has like three books come out this year. Um, The one uh, he was signing for was called Small Town Pride, which is about these like young teenagers, like 13, 14 year olds who decide to throw a pride parade in their small town that's never had one before. And it sounds very, very cute. Um, And he was sweet. He was adorable. Um, Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm remembering as I'm telling you these stories. So uh, I met Reka Ekoi, who wrote The Light from Uncommon Stars. Ooh. So she is a trans woman. Um, and the book is about transness and being Chinese and all of these different things set in this really interesting sci-fi setting. Um, and it, I was just, it was just super cool to meet her. And there was, so we got to talk a little bit about her culture and how like 
transness interacts with her culture. And she signed her book with um, the a stamp of her Chinese characters of her name, which oh, was cool. So cool. Uh, oh my God. I loved, I loved her so much. It is like, I want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> she was rad. Uh, oh, oh, okay. And I met uh, Tashi. Ooh, I do not know how to say this. Tashi Bihuya. Yan, Bihuyan, I think, um, who went to high school with Tom Holland. Oh my God. I know. Fascinating. So, right. So Tom Holland specifically didn't go to like, you know, a, a normal high school, uh-huh. but when he was doing, um, research, I didn't know this at all, but when he was doing research for Spider-Man homecoming, he briefly went undercover in a high school. Did you know that? <laughs> I had no. I, I mean, to be fair, I don't know a ton about Tom Holland no, other but, than that but, he's a gift to the world because of fair, his dancing. But but does feel like that would have been something I would have known. I don't. I just feel like I should have just known it just from the internet. That's hysterical. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I think it's so adorable that he had to research being a like normal teenager. <laughs> poor child, right? Um, but so he was like under an undercover high school student in her high school. And so she has now written a book, um, the book, A Show for Two, which was her kind of reimagining of that experience, basically like a fanfic of that experience. Oh my God. And it's about, you know, this undercover actor in high school who falls in love with the girl. And it's obviously that did not happen to her, but Hey, no one's going to blame her for a little self-insert fanfic. Right. <laughs> um, you do you, boo. <laughs> I, I'm like, I approve and also want it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> very excited about that um so I also met Chloe Gong who is the writer of um these violent ends and our violent delights yeah okay I've already told you about this one or you already know about this one. I know about them yeah okay so for listener um they are basically a 1920s China retelling of Romeo and Juliet with rival like Chinese gangs, like mob families, Mm -hmm. kind of. Um, And they're so good and they're very gay. And and she was there and I freaked out because I love the first book. I haven't read the second one yet, which was what she was signing. Um, But I didn't know she was gonna be there because I have not learned to read spreadsheet apparently. (laughs) I got very excited. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. It was so rad. Um, so then I met a bunch of uh, other people that I didn't like know super well, but like have gotten to know just being there. But then comics wise, I talked to Alice Arden who wrote the new Zatanna graphic novel and she was super cool. Um, I met Jarrett Melendez, who uh, wrote the queer cooking graphic novel, Chef's Kiss. <gasps> I know. And he was so cool. And he uh, has agreed to come on Gotham Outsiders. And he just yes. wants to be our friend and hang out. Which was oh, my so- God. That's amazing. He was also an absolutely stunning silver fox. Like, <laughs> gorgeous. I don't even care if he hears this. You were gorgeous. Chef's Kiss, so to speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that was my author's experience. Like that was an incredible experience. Yeah. Wild time. I love it. Yeah. That's what ALA is like. You just walk around and you're like, oh, somebody's signing a book. Oh, it's one of my favorite authors who I didn't even know was here. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. It was rad. (laughs) I 
I am so like at the same time, like intimidated and absolutely just motivated by the size of the stack of books and graphic novels you got. Yeah. Like listeners, you might think I'm exaggerating not that I ever do that on this show, (laughs) but it it cannot be less than 70 books. It may be more. It's bonkers. I'm afraid to count. Uh, (laughs) And they were free. They were the price of admission, basically. So the con is more expensive than regular cons, but then you get books, the amount of which if you paid for would be so much more. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that sentence made sense. (laughs) Yes, I'm not sure it did midway through, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) I believe the communication was successful. The price of the books is worth more than the price of admission was the simple version I could have said. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why my dissertation needs editing. (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right drunk, edit's over. So should we switch from chatting about it to gaming about it? I think we should. (laughs) I think we should. One of my favorite things to play with my friends when we go to ALA is a game called Bring Your Own Book, um, <laughs> which is from the Game Right Company. And basically the idea of it is you have a stack of cards. Bronwyn has pictures of a stack of cards. I do. <laughs> I'm the one that has the actual game. Um, but you you read it off and then you have like a short amount of time to pick up a book and try to find the thing in it. Oh my God. Okay. And it, it involves being very creative. <laughs> so you can like interpret things very liberally. <laughs> so um, do you want me to read a prompt first or do you want to read a prompt for me first? Uh, you read a prompt first. Okay. You have a book at the ready? I mean, I have several. Okay, good. Your prompt is a name for a cat. <laughs> oh, Speedy. You hadn't even opened the book yet. <laughs> I know where you got that one from. (laughs) Okay, well done. You got an easy one. Awesome. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Text from a travel guide. Okay. I am opening the last in Hope in Hope Town. Let's see what I got. (laughs) Text from a travel guide. He didn't just go rogue. He killed someone. Be safe. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. I should probably mention the name of the book I took that from. Oh, yes. I (laughs) I knew. And so I just assumed listeners would also. Exactly. It was, in fact, Winter of the Owl by Iris Foxglove. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Your next one. Uh, Something the government doesn't want people to know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh my God. Why are you freaking out? My that app was, is freaking out. I was going to say that was spoken to the app. <laughs> yes, it was. And we are going to go with. <laughs> a guy who sees dead people and a hospital where people are dropping like flies. Bad combination. <laughs> yeah. Spook squad book one. Nice. Oh God. I like that. Good job. And he is extremely classified. (laughs) Perfection. Oh yes. Prompt. (laughs) Ah, I can be taught. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. (laughs) Hi, hi, hi. (laughs) 
uh, part of a birthday message. Okay, I'm taking this from the uh, Anne of Greenville by Mariko Tamaki. Part of a birthday message. Have fun giving up your individuality for Greenville's capitalist shitheads. <laughs> oh, so you have met all of my friends. Amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Words on a welcome mat. <laughs> Eli stretched his legs out behind him one at a time, thinking and sniffed absently at the dead flower in its pot. <laughs> Because you know, dead flower in its pot would be on his welcome mat for Eli. And this is from Pack of Lies by Charlie Adhera. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, bringing up my prompts. All right. We are going to go with words that a zombie would groan after saying brains 50 Ooh. times. Okay. I grabbed the stars did wander darkling by Colin Melody. Ooh. Okay, uh, so words that a zombie would, what was it again? Words that a zombie would groan after saying brains 50 times. Hmm. 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 This is hard. <laughs> right? Okay. I'm going to do it in my zombie voice. Okay. What's up, guys? You look like someone died. <laughs> Oh, this one is going to hit you where you live. A Uh-oh. line on a worker's performance eval. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. 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 Um, all right. A line on a worker's performance eval. It had been over a week since Armstrong had brashly announced his bisexuality in the middle of the dressing room because, of course, he'd do it in the cockiest way possible right before a game. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What's that from? Goalie Interference by Avon Gale and Piper Vaughn. (laughs) Oh, incredible. Incredible. (laughs) Uh, Because when in doubt, hockey romance. When in doubt. Okay, so we're gonna go with oh, we're gonna flip around for this one. A line from a politician's biography. Go back to your place. <laughs> oh god, I hate how true that is. <laughs> from Prince of Song and Sea by Lindsay Miller, which is a um, little mermaid retelling. Nice. A line from an obituary. Oh, okay. We wait all year for these flowers and they're gone in a week. Oh, no. From a poem called June 2nd from uh, the book of poetry by Misha Collins. Some things I still can't tell you. (laughs) Yay, Misha! Sorry, I have to go back and forth between apps okay. for this. That is okay. <laughs> um, okay. The name of a battleship. The eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, that's got to be straight out of our flag means death. <laughs> oh, I know, right? So this was from Lord of the Fly Fest. Nice. <laughs> By Goldie Moldovic. Moldovisky. Amazing. Look at this cover, by the way, Lord of the Fly Fest. Incredible. Pretty beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. 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 Your next one is the moment in a horror novel before someone goes missing. (laughs) Okay. Yep. This is from Vineland by Thomas Pynchon. So you know it's going to go places. Whoa. Zoid headed down to Vineland Mall and rolled around the lot there for a while, smoking up half a joint he'd found in his pocket before parking the rig and going into Moore's Less, a discount store for larger size women, where he bought a party dress in a number of colors that would look good on television, paying with a check both he and the sales lady shared a premonition would end up taped to this very cash register after failing to clear, and proceeded to the men's room of the breeze through gas station, where he shifted into the dress and with a small hairbrush tied to a rat tried to wrap what was on his head and face into a snarl he hoped would register as insane looking enough for the mental health folks. <laughs> that sound like it's about to be a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yep. This book goes places. I'm, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what your next prompt is going to be. Aha. Okay. Overheard while toddlers are playing with toys. Not my problem, the little man spits. (laughs) Wow. That was the point. (laughs) That was the first page I flipped to. So that was from Long Live the Pumpkin Queen by Shay uh, Earnshaw. All right, hit me. A professional wrestler's nickname. Oh, I have just the book for this. Just the Tips by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) A sexual guide from the creators of Image Comics Sex Criminals. Yes. Okay. A wrestler's nickname. A wrestler's nickname. (laughs) Bunting. Oh my god yes i would root for bunting right <laughs> which apparently is tap his balls lightly just before the moment of orgasm and watch as pleasure and pain combine to create a confused ejaculation that dribbles away from home rather than flying for the outfield fences <laughs> excellent <laughs> oh my god i love this book it sounds incredible it is in fact signed by chip zadarsky as well <laughs> Oh, even better. Yeah, he is a hoot. I love that guy. Um, okay, so we're going to need to go with... Mm, strange first words for a child. I tried. <laughs> All right. From You Can Go Your Own Way by Eric Smith. I like it. Okay. I went a little dark on that one. Yes, but I liked it. <laughs> Part of a note passed between desk and elementary school. Oh, we're going to try and find that in William Goldman's The Princess Bride. <sighs> that is more money than all the men in the village will earn in their all their lives. 
truly i would love to accept your offer but i am not the man you seek i love these elementary school kids (laughs) (laughs) excellent yep a sentence in a fortune cookie people don't change oh no (laughs) the other option was now you're catching on (laughs) (laughs) also viable (laughs) from this vicious grace look how pretty this book is really gorgeous okay almost fell off my chair we're good Uh all right the moment in a mystery novel when an important clue is found Ooh. (laughs) in truth he wasn't really listening too busy mulling over his lunchtime encounter with lewis excellent (laughs) what's that from that is from uh oh total creative control by sally malcolm oh gay (laughs) very gay so good i love it i mean you should know that everything i read is gay at this stage i mean not everything but but like almost almost just shy yeah um okay all right here we are going for (laughs) something yelled at a broken machine what you think somebody knocked her over the railing with a rake (laughs) i mean that is percussive maintenance right (laughs) from lavender house by uh lev ac rosen Mm -hmm. shall we do what do we say like one more each yes perfect all right get you a really good one okay all the long silences will be edited down. <laughs> okay. Step five in the evil plan to take over the world. Ooh. Four years. Four years we lived at Thriving Fortune with a revolving cadre of beautiful spies from the city. A revolving cadre of beautiful spies does sound like a good plan. Right? That is from The Empress of Salt and Fortune by, uh, and forgive me because I will terribly mispronounce this name, but I'm going to try, Nivo. Yeah. Oh, yes. Incredible, incredible book. All right. My, My final last one. prompt. Last prompt. Okay. I'm going to make it good. <laughs> the name of the latest trendy soft drink. The latest trendy soft drink is Upsidaisy. <laughs> I'll take it. From Dead Flip. Ooh. By Sarah Farazan. <gasps> so that I didn't was realize how many of the books I've read recently have been audiobooks until I couldn't go in and just <laughs> pick a line. Okay, <laughs> it makes you feel better. I hadn't read any of the books that I included, so I was just flipping randomly. Oh, <laughs> That does make me feel a little better. I actually have read all of the books I used. (laughs) Uh, uh, So that was our game. I loved it. And now on to yet another segment that Bronwyn doesn't know about. (laughs) I am going to pitch to you the top, my top five most anticipated reads from ALA. Excellent. Can't wait. Okay. I'm going to need physical copies of these, or at least electronic copies of these lists because I'm going to need to read them all. No problem. Okay. So the first one was one that I was desperate to get. It was one I'd been excited for. I got 
checked it for online already. And I was like, I'm going to find it in person. And then I found out the author was going to be there, but he was only signing the panels and the panels are exclusively for actual librarians, not trash like me. Oh no. <laughs> so I didn't go and I asked TJ to get me one and he couldn't get more than one. So he couldn't. And I was very sad, oh. but then they had extra and I got one. <laughs> Dude, like a day later, they had extra leg out. So I got one, but it was Lavender House by Lev A.C. Rosen. So Bronwyn can see this beautiful cover. It is in fact stunning. Okay. So Lavender House, when your existence is a crime, everything you do is criminal. Ooh. Uh, so Lavender House is basically this kind of... Um, uh, dark academia story it is written by an amazing gay writer who uh he wrote the book camp if anyone has heard of that it was really big a while ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and this one i understand to be i believe it is sapphic if i'm not mistaken um and i think also uh gay men as well i think there's like a lot of gay people in it. it's what i've understood about this i mean if we know anything about gay people is <laughs> that we run in packs it's true it's set in the 1950s at a place called lavender house which is the family seat of a recently deceased uh matriarch named irene who is head of the soap empire (laughs) so it sounds like it is like mysterious and kind of creepy but also very funny and uh gay i love it you know i've been so excited for this book that is awesome i got it (laughs) all right it is not coming out until October, but Ooh. it is an October release. All right, we'll keep an eye out. Um, I am also extraordinarily excited for Anne of Greenville by Mariko Tamaki. Yeah. Um, so I love Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> um, do you did you also read Anne of Green Gables, Brahman? I mean, I'm Canadian. I thought it was a requirement. Yeah, like, like, like I'm a Canadian simple. from the East Coast. Like you would have been kicked out if you hadn't read it. I thought so. Yeah. Um, it's in my this, blood. <laughs> this is a contemporary gay retelling. Nice. By Mariko Tamaki, our our uh, uh, Batman detective comics writer. Yes. <laughs> no, and I'm so excited. Love I it. Know. I am so excited, and this cover is really gorgeous. It's not even the final cover, apparently, but it's already oh, very pretty. It is. Um. But I love it. So I'm very excited for that one. I didn't yeah. even know. I had not heard a word about it um, before. And I found it while I was there and I freaked the hell out. <laughs> so, oh, I'm excited to see what Mariko Tamaki can do with the story. Me too. I love, I love Anne. She was always very special to me, like yeah. as a character. And I've read even like all the extended novels that came off of it that get very weird, but I enjoyed them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, where did it go? Hold on. I have too many books is the thing. Oh, here we go. Is that actually a thing? <gasps> yes. Uh, oh, man. So, <laughs> listeners, the reaction that's happening here is that I am holding in my hands an advanced reader copy of Alice Oldman's book, I Was Born for This. <laughs> I don't even, I feel like I don't even need to tell you anything about it to sell it to you, but it is a band and a fan of a band and I don't even care. It's just, it's Alice Alice Osman. 
I uh, did not, this was an, I was not expecting it to be there. It was very early to be there, but it was there. So <laughs> I saw Ray Broadwin. Oh, you can have it after me. Thank you. I'm not sure how, I'm not sure when it comes out. It doesn't say on it. I think it is. This is the only way Chris manages to make it through a book before I do. Yeah. By keeping them from Broadwin. (laughs) (laughs) Then that is facts. (laughs) Oh my God. This episode's going to be more edited than usual. Anyway. (laughs) I was just thinking that do this one it's my own fault anyway um so the other most anticipated one <gasps> young blood oh my god look at that cover it's gorgeous so young bloods is a sapphic vampire story uh i'm in um i was not I, I, hypothetically allegedly i was not supposed to get a copy of this hypothetically allegedly i made friends with the right people and ended up with the copy in my hands that had fallen into my bag spontaneously with no one's doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically i'm not talking about this <laughs> but the point is that i did end up with a copy of it and no one else did <laughs> oh my god it's gorgeous Oh my God. I can't wait to read that. That looks incredible. Like just from the cover, it's enticing. Yeah. Yes. And this, so most of these they've been giving away are advanced reader copies. This, they literally gave me a finished copy. Like this will be what it looks like on the stand. Ooh. Again, I'm not supposed to have this, but <laughs> very excited about it. Uh, I think I just have a friendly face. I don't know. Some of that. You definitely charm. do. It's it that charm. charm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's attack level charm. You rolled a nat 20 on that. I rolled a nat 20 a lot this weekend. It was kind of a wild time. <laughs> okay. So Disney also showed up pretty heavily at the to ALA this year. I was very impressed with how much they were giving away. So I got a copy of Padawan by Kirsten White. Ooh. It's about my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is young Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it is written by queer queen Kirsten White, who wrote, wrote Hi! Hi! Uh... <laughs> so, uh, if our unison screech did not clear that up, Broadwin and I are obsessed with Hyde. <laughs> it's so good! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Gay slasher loved it so much. Uh, but she's like tackling Obi-Wan Kenobi now. And I don't understand. I just hope that she's managed to like sneak it in the gay because I believe in her with my whole heart. And I've never read anything straight by her. <laughs> so I hope she got it in there. Cause we all know that this man is a bisexual man whore. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but as soon as you expand your universe out, there is no straight. Yes. And I love everyone's like, Jedi's don't have, yes, they do. They just lie about it. Exactly. They, you think I didn't grow up in a Christian world? You think I didn't know every teenager who got teen pregnant in that Christian world? Like, there is no way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the reason the Jedi order fails is because it fails to account for the sexiness of the universe that too (laughs) also you know the jedi teach abstinence only and we know what happens abstinence only education (laughs) yep and also have you seen how obi-wan sits in a chair nobody straight sits like that nope no 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 exactly 
Um, <laughs> my other most anticipated rage you already saw, Bronwyn already saw, which was Lord of the Fly Fest, oh. which is Lord of the Flies, but at a music convention, thus Fly Fest. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that tracks. Have you ever been to a music festival? <laughs> I, I haven't, but also I did watch the like fire, what was it? Fire Fest? It was Firefest, right? The one that completely fell apart and went total Lord of the Flies. Oh yeah, something like um, that. Yeah. So those are my top five. I'm most excited to read books that I got at ALA. That's amazing. Which one do you want me to send you first? <laughs> oh God. I uh, that's that's gonna have to be like a throwdown between the Alice Osman and the uh, Sapphic Vampires. I mean. I would always, I would always love to see a throwdown between Alice Osman and Sapphic Vampires. Right? Fanfic <laughs> ops right there. I know. <laughs> Alice Osman, right? Sapphic Vampires. Come on. You can do it. We believe in you. Oh my God. That would be and amazing. Alice, we trust. I would love to see her write like a soft, fluffy vampire story. Right? Oh my God, please. It would be nice to get soft, fluffy vampires. Although not gonna lie, I really like any kind of sapphic vampires yeah i feel like it's a great like yeah it, it's all, a good fit all vampires um, should be sapphic you know period. i mean all vampires are queer like that's just a thing and like have you seen bit i love that movie have you seen uh oh god i just forgot what it's called the new one first kill Oh, yes. Yep. Yes. It went off the rails for me a little bit, but it was still worth watching. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So my next segment is most anticipated comics to read that I got from ALA. Should I start with the one you're going to be furious that I have before you? Yeah, you might as well. Go big or go home. Bronwyn. Mm-hmm. Um, you said if for the listeners to hear the sound you make when you see that no I-, I can already tell ah! <laughs> oh, my oh my god i'm gonna die the oh. as un- yet unreleased new fence graphic novel is in my hands oh i want it so bad oh <laughs> uh, listeners if you don't know what fence is first of all what why yes, seriously you're wasting your life go read it what are you doing uh, but Bronwyn, would you tell them what Fence is? <laughs> oh my God. Fence is the best thing that ever happened in graphic novels. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> okay. So if you have listened to this show at all, you know that I have, if you've even listened to talking comics when I've been on, you know that I have an obsession with gay sports. And I mean, I think that's just on brand for me in general. Extraordinarily on yeah. brand. So this is on brand. This is gay sports. It's a boys school and they are a competitive fencing team. And oh, oh, the pining. Oh, the pining and the idiots in love. Oh, the enemies to lovers. Oh, every beautiful trope you can put in a graphic novel with Mm -hmm. all of the glorious people and then there are novelizations which are beautiful and you have to read them and they listen to oh my god they're so good (laughs) oh everything about fence everything about fence Mm -hmm. is just yes perfection and i know we don't have a lot of jealousy between us and our friendship but you are a little bit mad that i have this right now right (laughs) i mean 
there, there is a tiny seed of despair in my heart that I don't have it. But if anybody soon. has to have it, who isn't me, I'm Aww. happy with you. Soon it'll be in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I also am extremely excited about, I have Zatanna. Yay. Oh, I love Zatanna. The aforementioned Alice Arden graphic novel of Zatanna. And it looks so pretty. Oh my it's God, it does. Bursting with colors. I'm so excited for it. Oh, I'm loving these, these like, they're like YA, but or slightly older than YA, like kind of new adult graphic novels that DC is pointing out right now. And I'm so excited for it. And it's yeah. Satana visiting Coney Island and it looks adorable. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so thing that I am very excited about, I also have 12th grade night. Oh, is that Shakespeare? It is. So it is a modern Shakespeare retelling that is queer of the story Twelfth Night. Yes. It's already the queerest. It's pretty queer. It's pretty queer for those who do not know. Uh, that is the one where uh, the girl dresses up as her brother and then her brother has to pretend to be himself but at different points but also playing along with the things she did it's a whole thing it's yeah. Shakespeare um but this one is like okay but what if it, the gay is not subtext it text yeah <laughs> um and it is adorable and it's high school so it's 12th grade night I'm gonna need to read that I know right it's so cute yeah I also got an advanced reader of a witchy graphic <gasps> novel. Yeah, you did. Coven. Oh my God. Um, this was actually the year of the witches because while they didn't like hit the top anticipated list, I got like six advanced readers of like a one graphic novel and five novels about witches. So I guess what oh. you need to know is witches are what's coming down the pipeline. All right. And I'm uh, I, I, I am on board. Yeah. So this one's called Coven. It looks a little like Carmen San Diego, but with magic. I don't really know what's going on with it, but I heard witchcraft and I said, sign me up. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yep. So uh, my final one is called Side Effects. Ooh. So this one is a um, mental health story, but basically like this girl um is depressed and she takes medication but the medication has a very unusual side effect that it gives her superpowers fascinating and it's i never got that i know yeah same though um i mean i guess the the desire to not lay on the couch all day is my superpower that i got from medication Yeah, throat punching my inner emo teen life coach is a pretty good superpower yeah like these are all superpowers these are all superpowers and so it is kind of like a story that is explaining how important medication is and how like we need the spoons that it gives us, but it's doing it as superheroes. And I love it. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It really. Yeah. That's an yeah. important story to tell. I agree. So those are my most anticipated reads in both books and graphic novels. Ooh, I love it. No. And that's like just a tiny portion of the many books I have to review. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Yeah. What are you going to do with all the books that I recommend for you? <laughs> Could it never stop reading? Never stop reading. Because you know I'm going to nag you till you read them. No. <laughs> good thing I read the stuff that you nag me to read too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so we should enter the final segment that I have planned. All right. Which is I, a segment I'm calling 
stargazing at the prettiest star. <laughs> yes, Chedzia gets her own Let's segment. Oh my God. So if you don't listen to Gotham Outsiders, first of all, rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, okay, I'm sorry, but if you listen to us and you're not listening to Go, I don't understand because Go is basically if you like Batman, but you want it to be way gayer. Yes. Yes, it is. So if somehow you do listen to this show and not go and, and haven't yet got tired of all the references to go, we both make and gone and listen to it. Yes. Um, Jazia Axarod is a friend we made over there. Uh, our, one of our first guests ever was Christopher Morse, who was my Twitter friend and is besties with Jazia Axarod. And he was like, y'all need to talk to her. And we did. And then we never let her go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's been on our show. Oh, I don't even know. Maybe upwards of 10 times. Probably. She's certainly the most reoccurred guest that we've ever had. Yes. Uh, but we hadn't met her in person. So she was at ALA. Uh, we got to meet her and hang out with her all weekend. And it was an absolute joy. Oh. You know, so she uh, is the author of Galaxy, the Prettiest Star. Yay! Somehow you haven't already heard of it. It is a trans book set in the DC universe about a trans superhero that Jadzia, a trans woman, got to create for this universe. <gasps> it's so exciting. So good. It is so good. Bronwyn, have you read it yet? Not yet. It's incredible. So it's in stores now. Everyone should go get it. Um, it is incredible. It is gorgeous and so it's it's a heartbreaking work of staggering genius <laughs> like it just is oh my god I cry my way through every page of it um I'm absolutely obsessed with this but I'm especially obsessed with Jadzia herself so she was there she did three signings for the DC comics booth at ALA um and so obviously tj and i had to go bug her um, but we actually met her before that she ran into us by uh the bunny petting zoo because that was a thing that oh my like. god it was a bunny petting zoo they were so cute and huge they were big chunkers oh, um, i love a chunk <laughs> So, you know, she came running over and hugged us both. And we just chatted like we had, you know, known each other forever. And it was so lovely. And then we, of course, went to her signing. But after that, uh, she had another signing uh, later. And she was really worried that it wasn't going to have as many people at it. And was kind of like mentioning that. But uh, we were hanging out. We got to go to lunch with her multiple times and hang out during the day or whatever. But at one point, um, you know, I think she mentioned that she was like, wondering if people would show up for her second signing. So she goes and she's doing it. And I got, I jumped back in line to get a second book signed for my niece. And, and as I'm standing in line, I'm just like sitting there giddy with all the like friendship as, as you know, I do. Yes. And somebody was like, what's this book about? And I just started talking to this person. And then other people in the line were like, oh my God, you know a lot about this book. And I was like, well, I know John Sia. So then I just started telling the entire line and then more people got into the line. And then I had to tell it again. And suddenly I was just like telling everybody. And very quickly, multiple people were like, wow, you're one of the best DC Comics publicists we've met here. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't work for the brand and I don't speak for the company. like this book and um one of Jazia's author friends who I had met at ALA as well was in line right behind me so he gets up there to get her signed and he goes 
your friend is telling everyone how amazing you are in that line and doing an amazing job of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like cackling and I I kind of jokingly said, well, like, yeah, maybe I'll be one of those people that stands out in the aisle with a book and like, you know, beckons people over or whatever as a joke. And then I'm walking away and I'm like, actually, what if I do do exactly that? Right. So I take the signed copy I have and I just like jump out in the aisle where everyone's walking and I just start busking for Nice. I was dying. So I was just like pitching it to random walkers by. I have discovered that this is a thing I enjoy very much doing. Amazing. (laughs) It was so fun. I had so many conversations with people and like, just got like a whole herd of them into her line. Uh, And at one point, so at this point I've been hanging around the DC booth for like hours with Jadzia, whatever. So the publicist all knew me. Uh, They were very cool. It's a guy named Spencer and a woman named Kate. And we're all, we're both friends now. So it's very cool. But I see Spencer come walking over and he notices me doing this. He's just like, keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Jadzia didn't see it because I was behind the booth doing this and getting people to come over. So she didn't see it. Um, and I had to leave to go meet A.S. King to get this book signed for you. So I, t- I text TJ and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I got to leave trade places with me. And so he comes running over, he takes over and I go to do, you know, my stuff or whatever. So literally the entire time she was signing, one of the two of us was like in the aisle screaming from the rooftops about her book. Uh-huh. But she, she did not know this. So then later I'm hanging out with her and I kind of jokey, I was like, oh yeah, back when I was busking for your book. And she's like, what are you doing? What did you do? <laughs> so I tell her the story and she's like, oh my God, I want to see you do it. Of course I had the moment of like, I can't do it with you watching me. Like, are, are you kidding me? And she's like, well, if you're too embarrassed, which is, you know, like poison not for thing. For, yeah. Yeah. But for a youngest sibling with three older brothers, I was like, how dare you? Yeah. How very, uh, dare. how dare I will do it in front of you. In fact, let's go back to the DC signing booth. And she's like, okay. Um, so we walk back over and I grab one of her books. And I was like, the first person I see that I think will enjoy your book. I'm going to do this right now. And like at this point, there's nobody at the booth. So both the publicist and John Sierra are sitting there watching me. And I pick out the first visibly queer person that walks by like, it's a librarian convention. So it's basically so like, everybody. Yeah. The first person who walked by. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like jump out and I do the whole pitch in front of DC's publicity team and Jadzia. Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> and what ended up happening was that this then snowballed. They, so the, the publicity team just handed me a bunch of giveaway copies and I just started getting people the book and like selling it to them basically. <laughs> for them and a gorilla signing line formed and Jadzia did a third signing that was completely unplanned oh my god (laughs) and TJ jumped in and then the line got too strong and we realized that our combined power was too (laughs) <laughs> we had to cut it off but by the end of it the, the team was like you're really good <laughs> job that we do so I was like no no like Kate, like Kate specifically I was talking to her, I was like Kate you're amazing at your job and she's like please you're you know you're the one to talk and I was like well Kate I didn't say I wasn't amazing at your job <laughs> <laughs> and John Cia said I should have walked away and never come back after that line I mean that is a great parting line <laughs> But it was truly fun. So I think I unofficially work for DC now. Um, and I have the contact for both the publicists and they've already informed me they want me to help with like future Jadzia events. 
Amazing. So I check me this. at FlameCon where I will be selling Jutsia's book yet again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amazing. It was maybe the greatest day ever. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I feel like I feel like marketing something you actually believe in is a natural fit for you. So right? yeah. It's that like uh, you know, John, John Green in his book talks about how uh, his book, um, The Fall Under Our Stars, has this one line that has lived in my head since I was like a little 15 year old, which is that some books fill you with an evangelical zeal. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So it yep. was great. But it, like the, the thing that happened was that I got to witness like these moms who had trans kids start to cry when they heard about this book or, you know, people who had never been able to have this story growing up, suddenly having a superhero that looked like them. Yeah. Uh, So we all cried a hell of a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It was so cool. I was just, I was very impressed genuinely with like DC comics and the way they showed up for this queer story at this very queer convention in a way, like they've been there every year, but it hasn't been like this every year. And it's a new team. Like neither one of these people were there before. Um, This was special. Like what they created this year was special. And I think it goes along with what, you know, we talk about on Go about what DC Comics is doing right now. Yeah, they're really upping their game. It's quite impressive, actually. I really, really, really can't say enough how much they have changed over the last you know five to eight years like they've just they've really taken a lot like the last two like yeah I mean honestly it's been kind of a geometric change but like they really have taken some feedback and run with it yeah and I love that yeah and it was exciting because we I mean obviously we see that in the comics and certainly we see that in the creators I've gotten to talk to over on Go mm-hmm. and even like some editorial team members we've gotten to talk to. But to see it like on ground level, like here are the publicists at this big event and it's just queer forward. The whole mm-hmm. like their whole presence there was Jadzia forward. Like it yeah. was incredible. Incredible, and how much her team believed in her. Yeah, and they believed and how in much what- freedom they gave her when yeah. she was creating this project as well. God. Like, yeah, I love Please. that they had faith in her right from the beginning to create yeah. something that they could get behind, and they were right to do so. A thousand percent. So that was my Jadzia weekend. We <laughs> we had lunch at Capital Burger and chatted comics, and oh, it was just like glorious. I don't know. That's amazing. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Yep. And that was my weekend at ALA. Oh, God. Yeah. So exciting. I would love to go to ALA. Well, come next time. Chicago. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's lovely. You, come, <laughs> you can see me and TJ. Exactly. It's wins all around. Exactly. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions about anything? When can I get tickets for next year? Probably like in two weeks. <laughs> oh, Amazing. Yeah. So look forward listeners to me talking an obsessive amount about this 70 plus book stack of books that I have. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Me too. We are going to have to publish a book list. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it together. Amazing. Sounds like a plan. All right. I love it. Until next time. Drink up. Stay hydrated. And stay booky. Oh, yeah.
And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading, because I'm always reading. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> And you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 